And now, from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting across the multiverse, from the heights of Hlidskjalf to the depths of Niflheim, from the MCU to the DCU, from the slopes of Mount Olympus and beyond, you are tuned to the immortal sounds of Radio Free Asgard. And good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode 394. We're the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin, and we're a member of the Comics Podcast Network, sort of. I'm not sure that the podcast network actually exists anymore. (laughs) Anyway, here we are, and uh, and we are here in beautiful Chicago, Illinois, as we usually are. And it is beautiful, folks. Spring is here. Spring is here everywhere, of course, but it is particularly beautiful here. And I've been spending as much time outside as I can. I've been very busy with things, a lot of different things, too. So I haven't had as much outside time as maybe I'd like, but Today I got a good couple of hours in there, and and I should say out there. It's just been so nice to have a little bit warmer weather. You know me, I like the cold. I like colder weather, but you know it's it's springtime. I think is becoming my my second favorite season uh, because just it's cool, but it's still kind of warm. You know, you know how it is. Anyway, it's it's nice, and I like the change of seasons. And as much as I like winter. You know, it's nice to to come on to something new. All right. So this week we are going to continue our coverage of Ragnarok, the breaking of Helheim, right after this. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. You behold in breathless wonder the god of Ragnarok, The Breaking of Helheim, issue number six, has a July 2020 cover date, retailed for $3.99. Cover art is by Walter Simonson and Laura Martin. Shows Thor, and he is fighting what looks like a monstrous version of himself. Uh, The monstrous version of himself, of course, has a lower jaw. I'm wondering if when he defeats him, if he's going to steal his jaw, that would be, that would be interesting, but he's much larger. So I guess the, the jaw would be too big anyway. So uh, Thor is fighting this thing and he's just kind of punching it in the gut, knocking it back. And it's uh, kind of dressed in more armory spiky type of clothing than Thor is. But, but basically you can tell it's kind of supposed to be the same thing. Uh, Beautiful cover. And uh, we open up to the credits, of course. Story and art are by Walter Simonson. Colors this time are by Len O'Grady. John Workman was the letterer. Scott Dunbeer was the editor. Our story so far. In the deeps of Helheim, Thor has finally found Hel herself, trapped in an impenetrable sphere of force by the great enemies to punish her for her absence at the battle that resulted in the fall of the gods. Hel pleads with Thor to release her from captivity as Redatosk discovers the entire undersurface of Helheim has been lined with explosives as far as the eye can see. But when Thor promises to release her in his own way and in his own time, Hel summons all the creatures of Helheim and sets them after Thor to pursue him to the death, even as he seeks to escape to the distant rim of the Deadlands. And we have the title of the story, The Valley of the Shadow of Death. 
and we have hell and she is screaming um, because she's got one boob that's really a lot bigger than the other one, um, which I don't know if that was on purpose or not. But anyway, <laughs> so she's there and she's got her hands raised above her head and uh, she's uh, screaming and she's uh, screaming, run, Thor, run. My pets will tear you to pieces before you're halfway to the rim of Helheim. You won't live to see the Dusklands again. We shift to Thor, and he is blamming his way through uh, the giant army of, of hell with this hammer, with a blam, and a cruene. Yep. And a thwack, and a splacked, and a wrecked. And he is thinking to himself, at this rate, without the apples of Eden, she's right. My energy will be exhausted rapidly. Because, yeah, I remember he ate the last of his apples last time. And we have... Um, the giant bird, uh, the hell raven, Hraffen, uh, lands in front of Thor. Kind of, it looks like he kind of dumped himself right on his butt um, with his wings outstretched and is blocking his path. And Thor says, hello, hell raven, waiting for me. This is as far as you go, Odin son. It's as far as one of us goes, says Thor. And he draws Mjolnir back and he just bashes the raven with it. Feathers flying absolutely frickin' everywhere and a huge explosion. And Thor says, you should have offered me a ride out of here. I'd have spared you. And we shift scenes once again, and we are far above near the Rim of Helheim, says the caption. And uh, Ulfbert, the wolf, who we've been kind of following over the last couple of issues, has returned to the rest of the uh, the Einherjar, who've been transformed into wolves. And they're like, Alfbert? It was Thor. That jawless lich was Thor. He spoke the truth when he said he was searching for his brother Baldur in Hell herself. The witch yet lives and has marshaled the resources of Helheim against him as he is trying to escape to the rim. Then we have yet a chance to redeem ourselves, says a voice. And it turns out to be Geralt, who was the wolf that was uh, was almost killed or was very badly wounded a couple of issues ago. And uh, Ulfbert is like, Karolf, is that you? The apple slices Thor gave us were indeed magical. I am young again, as I have not been in centuries. Thor is doomed. Hell destroyed the last of his supplies, says Ulfbert. Um, how would he know that? I, I'm not sure he was close enough to actually see that. But anyway, yeah, he's right, though. Then the path of the Einherjar is clear, says Geralt. Follow me. And they all go bounding off. And we go back to Thor in his battle. And he's just smashing through uh, all these uh, monsters and undead and so forth that are attacking him. And he's fighting his way up um, with a ram and a bakrak and a kresh and a rathum and a thrak. And he's thinking to himself, I've come a long way up slope, but I'm tiring. And the creatures of hell are numberless. Next time. I've got to remember to hide a couple of apple slices in my boot. And you see that he is completely surrounded by these monsters, and some of them look very much like dinosaurs. Um, do, do dead dinosaurs go to hell? Um, okay, I guess they do. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that would explain why they're here. Anyway, there's a raoom as he pulls Mjolnir out and is uh, kind of thwacking his way through Lots of uh, sound effects. And then there's a sudden howling coming from off panel. Ow, ow, 
and you can guess who that is. All the uh, the beasties turn around and look, and they're like, eh? and uh, the caption says, "Then there is no more howling." And we see a large group of wolves, and they are bounding down to fight all of these uh, monsters and uh, taking the battle on, on behalf of Thor. It says here, there is only the sound of dying. And you see some of the wolves have uh, you know, bloody jaws because they've been biting all these uh, you know, undead. And uh, Garolf uh, finds Thor, and he goes, Thor, here! Oh, he, actually, what he's saying is, uh, because he's, he's sticking his tongue out and he's got a couple of apple slices on his tongue. Uh, you know, it, that just sounds gross to me. But, I mean, if you're desperate for these apple slices, I guess it's okay. But, uh, you know, a, a dog brings you a toy and it's just dripping with slobber. That's what I think is going on here. Ew. And uh, Thor's like, Garolf, young again, thanks to you and Eden. These are all I have left. And he, he gives him a couple of apple slices. And uh, Thor grabs them. And he eats them. And he says, they are enough, Garolf. Thank you. And uh, he raises up Mjolnir. And there's a, a crackling of energy coming from it. And he, he says, wolves of Helheim, stand fast. By the blessing of Mjolnir, you are wolves no longer. By Einherjar of Valhalla once more. And there's a bunch of Kirby Crackle or Simonson's version of Kirby Crackle. And they change form and they are no longer wolves. They are uh, the Einherjar and they are fully dressed in their armor and have weapons and everything. So magic. And they're going, my lord. And Thor says, you have earned this boon a thousand times over. I'm only sorry I could not grant it sooner. One of them, I'm assuming that this is uh, Geralt is saying, uh, what of hell? If I can reach the rim, her fate is in my hands. Then go, we will hold here. I can't save you, says Thor. You have already. Now we die as warriors should, in defense of the gods against hopeless odds. We brought a friend, says Gerolf, and it is Lady, who I thought couldn't come into hell, but okay. Uh, but anyway, it's Lady, and she is there, and Thor's like, Lady! Gerolf says, she cannot fly this deep inside Helheim, but she can still race like the wind. Go, remember us in Asgard. And Thor leaps aboard Lady, and she takes off running. And Thor says, you will never be forgotten. And he goes riding off. And the Einherjar are attacking, and they're getting ready to attack the undead army. And Gerolf is saying, then come, you wolves of Helheim, do you want to live forever? And the battle begins. But we don't see the battle because we are with Thor. And uh, Thor is galloping off and they're coming to the like the big chasm again where, where Needhog is uh, kind of stretched across. Thor says, there is magic in your hooves, lady. We are nearly clear of Helheim. Now give wings to your feet and carry us over the worm to safety. Needhog notices them uh, flying over and he's like, I feared you might return, Thor, you and that damn squirrel. Hey, says Ratatosk. I've summoned allies to greet you, the orc archers of Nastrond. And there's a bunch of, of archers hiding behind a bunch of rocks. And yes, they have bows and arrows, and they start shooting arrows. And they, you can see that the arrowheads have some sort of green stuff smeared on it. 
They steep their arrowheads in my venom, and they never miss. And they're uh, shooting the arrows, and apparently they don't miss because uh, uh, one of them hits Lady, or several of them hit Lady, and she goes wee. Uh, actually, she's probably going wee like a horse, but yeah, she's wee. Thor's like Lady, Lady, and Lady falls, and with a uh, with a crash, and. Um, and Thor is uh, trying to help Lady. Of course, he's grabbing onto the arrows and is using his lightning uh, to to vaporize the arrows. And he says, let me gently vaporize the arrows. Why, quietly, I'll be back. And so he uh, is uh, going on to uh, finish the fight, I guess. And uh, there are, uh, you know, he's being fired at by these uh, archers, I guess they are. Thor says... I told Hell I would free her, and I am a god of my word. Oh, so these are the, uh, I guess these are the, the energy tendrils that are holding uh, the uh, trap in place, that, that's holding Hell in place. And there's like these giant statues. Uh, of, it's kind of Steve Ditko-ish looking humanoids. And they're shooting these green, green lantern looking beams out. And uh, Thor takes Mjolnir and he, he pitches it. And we see that he severs all of these cable things and see as Mjolnir goes crashing through the statues with a thum, 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 in you know, each one in turn and uh, smashes them all. And then there's a giant sparike as we see Hell and she is being freed. And uh, yeah, we get some, some Kirby crackle as this is going on. And uh, she's uh, she's laughing. <laughs> the thunder god has done it. Free at last. All my power restored. Fool, did you really think that I would let the last of the Aesir walk the Dusklands untouched? You, the son of the god who banished me to Helheim eons ago. Odin, who found my appearance disturbing. Rise up, dark phantom, fashioned from the blackest roots of Helheim. And she's summoning this uh, evil Thor-looking creature. Assume the aspect of Thor, Odin's son, and become the reanimated specter of his doom. Odin may be gone, but the ecstasy of his son's death will be mine. Now fly, fly, and Thor, find Thor and tear his living soul from his body. And we see this uh, evil Thor doppelganger go flying off uh, to find Thor. And we shift scenes. We're back with Thor and Ratatosk. And uh, Thor says, Can you feel it, Ratatosk? Helheim is empty of heroes. The last of the Einherjar are gone. You are die, says Ratatosk. They took their fate into their own hands. Not even a god should set that aside. Now stay back. The death goddess is not disappointed. I was sure her first instinct would be to kill me. She has summoned my doom and it draws nigh. And we see the evil Thor thing uh, flying towards him. Hell, whose own father helmed the death ship Nagalfar. Hell, whose armies rode that ship into the apocalypse. Hell, whose warriors helped to destroy the gods and their allies. Did you really think I would simply set you free? And Ratatosk is like, Thor? He's not hearing me. Lady, Ratatosk, close your eyes. The moment is at hand. And uh, Thor pitches his hammer 
Uh, looks like he pitches it past the approaching evil version of Thor, and it's going right beyond, you know, past, right past him. So he's throwing it elsewhere, and he says, "Hell's curse is traveling up from the depths where even Odin's eye may not penetrate, but the trajectory of its flight leads straightway back to the heart of Helheim." And the evil Thor goes, "Die, Thunder God!" And Thor is thinking to himself, "All I have to do is stay alive." And we see uh, Mjolnir crashing down through hell and just is going back along the path that the, uh, you know, the fake Thor came from. And Hell notices this and she's like, no! And the caption says, there is thunder everywhere, followed by a split second of silence. And then the silence is broken and we have a double page spread of Nothing but a giant explosion, just a big blue and red and purple and lavender sort of big explosion of hell being rent asunder. Um, and uh, just says, uh, yeah, there's not even a sound effect, but anyway, yeah, so it's big boom. And we ship back to uh, Thor, and uh, he's still fighting the evil version of himself. And uh, he's going, Mjolnir, to me. And Mjolnir comes sailing back and smashes right through the fake Thor's head and returns to Thor's hand with a thrap. So that is, yeah, I guess, basically the end of this evil Ursat's Thor. And uh, Needhog is not happy about this. Remember, he is still here because they're kind of right at the edge of Helheim. And so he's rearing back as though he's going to attack. And he's like, Thor! It is finished, worm, says Thor. Let Kanunga Gap receive you, Helheim, and all that it encompasses. And may you curse my name forever as you fall through the yawning void. And there's a giant Kathraham. And it looks like Needhog is completely unaffixed from the rock and is falling down into the Ganunga Gap, uh, which uh, Thor has just smashed the rock that he was attached to. So he's just falling now forever. And he, Thor says, there shall be no returning. And Nidog is falling and he's going, Thor! And uh, with uh, Nidog gone, and apparently the battle won, uh, Thor goes over to Lady and Lady is just kind of laying there on the ground, breathing heavily. And uh, Thor says, forgive me. The poison has gone too deep. I must break the oath I swore to you in fury. Close your eyes, says Thor. And he lifts uh, Mjolnir over his head. And then we have a big old blood stain. So obviously Thor has just smashed uh, Lady's head in. And Radatosk is horrified by this. He's like, Thor, what are you doing? Everyone keeps asking me that, says Thor. Isn't it obvious? I'm butchering her. We must eat, and I'm out of apples. Her flesh will restore us. It's poison now, says Ratatosk. Mjolnir's holy fire will purify the meat. Well, that's very convenient. But lady, don't think so. Then go hungry, says Thor. I feel better already, as he's eating little chunks of the, of the horse. But I'm exhausted. Wake me in a few hours. You should get some rest, too. Thor? says Ratatosk. And uh, apparently some time has passed because he just laid down, but now he's just getting up again. And Thor says, huh. Ah, 
The stench of Helheim is gone, says Thor. What are you doing way over there? He's talking to Ratatosk. Taking no chances. You still hungry? Ha ha ha, says Thor. Relax, little one, while I gather ladies' hide and bones. And he, uh, he grabs all the, uh, the bones and the hide and all that, and he gathers it all together. I was desperately afraid that she would die before I could kill her, says Thor. There was so little time. And he raises his hammer up above the, the bones and, and the hide, and there's a giant shratch. And Lady comes back to life. Yeah, um, this is very consistent with the Norse myths. Of course, we'll talk about that at the end. And uh, Lady is alive again. Yay! And Thor goes up to her and kind of butting heads with her. And, and he says, she at least had not forgotten the enchantments of my hammer. And Lady goes, uff. And Thor's like, you're welcome. I'm sorry. I promise I won't make a habit of it. And she's like, when? <laughs> what did you taste like? Chicken. Tasted like chicken, says Ratatosk. And the lady goes, snorort. And Ratatosk is, is, goes hiding behind Thor. A joke, a joke. Leave tail alone. Ha. She won't hurt you, Ratatosk, says Thor. And as he does that, a, one of the humans shows up. And it's, it's a wolf, I guess is the guy's name. And he goes, uh, Thor, you made it back. Did you find Hel? What happened to Helheim? Hello, wolf, says Thor. Helheim proved to be more fragile than Hel realized, as was the lady herself. But what becomes of us now when we die? Go ask the Einherjar, my friend, says Thor. The greatest mystery has been reborn for gods and mortals alike. Very you well, wolf, says Thor, and he goes riding off on Lady, sailing through the sky. And Wolf says, you too, Thor, safe travels. And we shift scenes, and we are back in that little village near the edge of the Dusklands, where Drifa is being held or being protected by the, uh, um, the troll Javok. And as you remember last issue, uh, the uh, human Kali came and he tried to... Uh, to kill Javok, but it turned out to be a bag of straw. And they catch him in the act, and and uh, Kali is like, Javok, you're not asleep. No, unfortunately for you, Trifa, go back to bed. Kali and I are going to have a short chat. And Javok grabs the uh, sword out of, his, out of uh, Kali's hand, and he swacks it aside. And he's going to drag him outside, and he uh, says, Out in the woods, the woods, to discuss your treachery. We wouldn't want to disturb the sleeping villagers, would we? And Javok has a very nasty-looking spiked mace. Uh, I gather he's going to be using that on uh, Kali. And uh, we shift scenes once again, and we are in Muspelheim, where we have... Uh, Sinmara and Surtur. So anyway, uh, it's Surtur and he is in Muspelheim and he's recapping what happened in, in the issue to uh, his wife. The conclave are fools, Sinmara. With Thor dead at last, I shall eliminate them one by one. And in the end, I alone will rule the Dusklands. Have a care, my husband. Jormungand may not be the sharpest of the great enemies, but the world serpents power is beyond belief. Pity about Thor, my love. 
I should like to have seen the thunderer and the serpent matched against. And he's interrupted by a thwip-rip as a uh, fire sprite flies into his ear. And uh, right into his ear. And Searcher says, A fire sprite, what have you to tell me? And he gets the news and he's like, Still alive? Hell and Needhog both gone? Helheim has what? And his wife is like, Surter? And Surter's like, Arr! Will no one rid me of this troublesome priest? Uh, uh, God! And all across Muspelheim, banked fires explode in fury till the entire realm is a raging inferno. The end of book three. And that was Ragnarok, The Breaking of Helheim, issue number six. And yeah, we, we have a little bit of the extra features, like yeah, the, the, the cover layout and then the inked version and the colored version. And yeah, uh, these are kind of the, the normal features that you get in, the, in this book. And of course, the letters page. We also get a rough structure from the uh, page where Hella is freed, which is kind of cool. And yeah, so yeah, nice bonuses. All right, so we will be doing a, a little discussion of this issue right after this message. So which is the hottest Marvel character? Iron Man. Eight Man. I can't decide between Professor X and Magneto, so both. Loki. Is Wolverine Marvel? What about uh, White Tiger? What about uh, White Tiger? Uh, <laughs> Doc Samson. Who's Star Fox. That's a video game. <laughs> the girls go on a journey to determine every Marvel character's hotness in Ohatmu or Not, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe podcast you didn't know you wanted. Available on iTunes and at fireandwaterpodcast.com. And we are back with a few comments about the issue as we always have. And of course, wrapping up. The Breaking of Helheim. So, yeah, this is a, a pretty good story. And, and I think that everything was, I hate to say it, it was a little bit predictable. I mean, you have a story called The Breaking of Helheim. you got to assume that at some point Helheim gets broken. And we could see all of the story points as this was going on, kind of leading in that direction. And because there was nothing, you know, in the couple of issues before that created any kind of ambiguity about what was happening i could only assume that in this final issue helheim would be well and truly broken and indeed that's exactly what happened now we don't get answers to all of the questions we do have a resolution of the ein Hurriar story we do have some some interesting things that we'll get to in a second with uh, thor and lady um Hela is still kind of out there, though. I mean, we, we don't know that she's been destroyed. I mean, hell is not really what it was. But Hela, there's plenty of opportunity for her to come back. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see in Ragnarok Book 4 whenever that comes out. I don't know what the, uh, you know, the production schedule is or even if uh, Volume 4 has started yet. Coming out as this did sort of towards the end of 2020. Um, yeah, I, I imagine that, that uh, Simonson is working on it. So yeah, it's going to be probably at least a year before we see uh, volume four of this, which is fine. It's, it's something that, that I'll be looking forward to at any rate. Um, artwork, as always, is, is pretty good. We've got some 
you know, nice pieces here and there in the book. There is a lot of what I think looks rushed. Um, and you know, again, I, as I talked about in a couple of episodes before, I think that one of the uh, the hallmarks of, of Simons's current style is that there is a lot more sketchiness than what we're used to seeing, per, perhaps in his Marvel work. But it works most of the time. You know, the, the layouts work with the sketchiness, and it, it all comes together in, in a pleasing way. And I think that that's true of this. I do like the nod to the original Norse lore with Thor eating Lady and then bringing her back to life. That's what he used to do with his goats. Uh, and as we've talked about several times on the show before, I, th- I think that that's kind of a cool thing and that in theory he could do it again. Apparently it's a lot easier for the goats or the goats don't mind it as much, but uh, you know, judging from the complaints the lady had about it. But yeah, it, it, it does make sense. It's not something that he just pulled out of a hat. It, it's something that uh, is something that's firmly tied into the lore. And, and I really do appreciate that. I think the, the Einherjar resolution made sense I would have rather seen some of them survive, maybe, but you know we don't know that nobody survived. Uh, there, there might be a few, but it does seem that they're, you know, they're they've been written out. They're off the off the uh, the game board, and uh, probably will not be seeing them again. Though you never know. I mean, you know, who knows what's going to happen in Volume Four? Okay, and with that, it is time to wrap things up for this episode. Thanks very much, folks, for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you want to email us, let us know what you think, please do so. The email address is RadioFreeAsgard at gmail.com. You can also join us over on the Facebook. Just look for Radio Free Asgard there, and you will find us. Incidentally, I had a, um, a bit of a problem with the Gmail account recently, And I ended up getting a whole bunch of emails, some of which are kind of old, just kind of all at the same time. So I will be reading out a piece of feedback next time. And uh, yeah, and and hopefully we won't have another problem like this with Gmail. I'm not really sure what happened there. I don't know if it was on my end. I don't know if it was on their end. I'm not going to try to cast blame, but I just got... Uh, several emails, including one that goes all the way back to December. So, yeah, not really sure what happened there. But uh, like I said, we'll have some feedback next time. So with that, I am back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard. And we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. Radio Free Asgard is copyright Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The characters, stories, and situations presented on this program are copyright their respective copyright holders and are presented for entertainment, review, and educational purposes only. No ownership is implied. We make no money from this podcast and the contents are believed to be covered under fair use. If you like what you've heard on today's program, we'd appreciate it if you leave us an iTunes review Send us an email with your feedback, tell your friends, if you have any, or annoy your coworkers with our incoherent ramblings and silly voices. Thanks once again for listening to Radio Free Asgard.